There, there's no debate. I mean, how when he retires, he will have his number in the rafters next to mine. Uh, the reality is, I don't win those championships without Powell. The CAA doesn't have those two championships without Powell. So we know that. Everybody knows that. And I really look forward to the day where he's there giving his speech at, at center court in front of all the fans who have supported him over the years. So it's going to be an awesome night. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the All Things Basketball podcast. This is the Pau Gasol underrated discussion episode where I give you the reasons I believe Pau Gasol is the most underrated power forward of the 2000 to 2010 timeline. And this episode is because Pau Gasol got his jersey retired for the Lakers last week. And it gets put up next to Kobe's number 24 jersey, which was expected, especially knowing that Kobe once stated that Gasol's jersey would be up there right next to his. And it was an emotional moment for Gasol to get his jersey up there next to his basketball brother. And these two did so much for each other, um, for each other's careers, in ways I feel that people don't talk about enough when it comes to Pau Gasol individually, right? Like, seeing that jersey go up felt right as a Laker and Kobe fan, but I couldn't help but notice something that randomly popped into my head. And... Throughout Gasol's entire Laker tenure, I always tried to convince my friends and, you know, other people that you would talk basketball with that he was an underrated player, but people wouldn't respect that take, and they would say that he was soft, and you remember the nickname, they would call him Gasoft instead of Gasol, and that he was getting carried by Kobe, or or that he was just in a great situation, right, alongside Andrew Bynum, and you have Lamar Odom, Derek Fisher, and all the other Laker role players. Um, all those takes are flawed. Because if you want to ignore all of his career moments and only watch the back-to-back finals championship runs, that's all you need to see to understand how important Pau Gasol was to not only the Lakers, but to Kobe as well. And people forget that Kobe wanted out of the Lakers in 2007 and almost had himself traded to the Chicago Bulls, right? You hear rumors about the Pistons, but the most known uh, story was the one Kobe told about almost getting traded to the Chicago Bulls in 07. Then the Pau trade goes down, right? You fast forward to 2008, and this team never looked back, and it made it to the finals that same year to play Boston, right, in those 08 finals. Paul Pau Gasol's addition to the Lakers was one that pissed off a lot of other GMs because it was a move that immediately pushed the Lakers to the next level. And they lose that finals in 08, but they end up beating the Magic in the finals the next year and then reaching the finals in 2010 for a third year in a row in a classic seven-game series rematch versus the Celtics. And Powell just had a rare skill set at his position. So, you know, he had a great passing ability He had good enough handles to dribble and transition at random times. I'm not saying he was bringing it up for the Lakers all the time because that's just false. But he did have a lot of moments. If you watch a lot of the Laker games from back in the day, Pagasol did bring it up uh, a relatively small percentage of the time, but he did. And, you know... That was unique in his in those prime time Gasol years. You know, it wasn't something you saw a ton from the power forwards. And he could stretch the floor. You know, he was one of the craftiest pick and roll seven footers the game had in those mid-2000s. And watching him in the triangle offense with 
with Kobe and and uh, Lamar Odom and Andrew Bynum, just watching him in those random lineups where they would fit uh, Lamar Odom in, it was just a perfect match. And he fit like a glove on the Lakers, especially in that triangle offense where you need a like a high post, great passing big man. Uh, he just fit right in, you know. But I just want to look at a list of the power forwards from the year 2000 to 2010 to get a gauge of where I see him on this list, right? So I went around and I looked at a couple of websites, you know, different ones like Hoops Hype and Fadeaway World and, you know, a whole bunch of other places you can look like Bleacher Report. And it was pretty consistent. So I'm just going to read it. This is the top 10. And at number 10, there's Chris Bosh, right? Now, mind you, this is from 2000 to 2010. So at this point, they obviously don't know that Chris Bosh is about to win back-to-back championships with the Miami Heat. But from 2000 to 2010 is uh, Pau Gasol's prime time, basically, right? Like, that's that's where he won the back-to-back titles. That's where he had uh, big runs with uh, with Spain. And, you know, just, just a lot of his good years. You know, he also won Rookie of the Year. So, you know, people tend to forget that, too. So, Chris Bosh at number 10. I agree with that at the time. He was a one-time All-NBA second team, five-time All-Star, and All-Rookie first team, right? Like, you know, some notable things, right, for him. And, uh, you know, Chris Bosh, not the player that uh, Pau Gasol was at that point, uh, up to that point at least. Uh, Number nine, right? This one was interesting because I was looking and I just, obviously to me, I think he would be right there under Pau Gasol as the most underrated power forward of the 2000s. And this is Zach Randolph at number nine. This guy was a double-double machine, just a bucket in the paint. Like, he he had a little mid-range game, right? But but he, he was a bully in the paint. This dude could score. He was just a machine. He was a fan, fantasy basketball icon, right, for people that played fantasy basketball. Zach Randolph was a bucket, a rebound machine, he played a ton and he was no nonsense, right? Like he was one of those guys you did not want to see, right? He was just going to give it to you every single night. And he's, he is a little more limited uh, compared to Pau Gasol, right? Like Zach Randolph, pretty good passer, not to the level that Gasol was uh, scoring wise, you know, more of a paint presence, right? Like just a post up just traditional power forward at that time, whereas Gasol was posting you up with great post moves. He had really good footwork. He obviously, he could score not only in the paint, but in the mid-range area. Sometimes, occasionally, he would stretch out and hit some threes. It wasn't really his game to shoot threes, but he could knock them down. Um, He was just a little more modern in terms of, you know, the relative times of that time, right? Like, like he was just, he was more like now NBA power forward plugged into the early 2000s, which was weird to see. So, you know, the next power forward here that I would put under uh, Zach Randolph in that sense is Jermaine O'Neal from the early 2000s. This guy was a bucket. He, some people say he could have won a championship with the Indiana Pacers if it wasn't for that crazy suspension. Um, but, you know, Jermaine O'Neal, one of those guys doesn't get... Uh, mentioned often he really gets lost in the shuffle of these power forwards and I agree you know he's here at number eight I would put him two spots under Pau Gasol because of the accomplishments that I'll talk about in a little bit the next power forward I see here is Rashid Wallace 
right? Um, he is at number seven. And Rasheed Wallace, one of those guys, he obviously won a title. He basically, I mean, the trade from Rasheed Wallace to go to the Pistons was really what kicked him to the next level also. This guy, you want to talk about a, a power forward that was ahead of his time? This is one of them. This is a guy that stretched the floor. He could play in the post. He was a tough defender. He was a technical generating machine, right? Like this guy got a ton of technicals. But Rashid Wallace, another one of those guys that, you know, kind of gets lost in that mix. And he won a championship, you know? So maybe he should go up a little further on that list um, just because of his name, right? Like in terms of being underrated, like this isn't an underrated uh, top 10 list. This is just a top 10 list of the power forwards from 2000 to 2010. So, you know, they're actually ranking them based on who they feel is just better at the time. So Amari Stoudemire at number six. And honestly, um, this was tough for me because I feel like if I did want to pair Kobe with a, with another power forward, I would rather bring Amari Stoudemire than Pau Gasol. He's just a tougher guy, more athletic, can get up and down. He can play in multiple lineups. This guy was a terror on the Phoenix Suns. He was really good for a short time on the New York Knicks. Amari Stoudemire was awesome at the power forward position. And I feel like he does get more love than Pau Gasol. You know, so and and me saying that too about about I would have probably rather seen Amari Stoudemire with those Lakers. He would just add that athletic dynamic and just more tough, right? Like Pau Gasol, not like you know, take it to the nose of the defense type of guy, right? He was more of a finesse player, whereas Amari Stoudemire was just gonna dunk on you. You know, he could also space the floor out a little bit. He was really good in pick and roll. So you know, a lot of skill sets. I would say Pau Gasol. Uh, probably more polished offensive game, but Amari Stoudemire was, would just get buckets in his own way. And in my opinion, probably more effectively than Pau Gasol. Cause there was a lot of games where Pau Gasol, you're kind of wondering where he is. And I'm kind of hurting my episode by talking about that, but it is true. You know, there were some games where you're like, okay, where is Pau? You know, what's going on? Right. And then also the majority of his career, at least with the Lakers, he definitely showed up. So number five, Chris Webber, which I'm interested, I'm interested by because I don't, I honestly think that Chris, Chris Webber is the better player than Pau Gasol. Like if I'm comparing those two, I think Chris Webber is the better player. Uh, just, you know, more athletic, uh, better passer, in my opinion. I think I think C. Webb was a way better passer than Pau Gasol. Pau Gasol was a great passer, but C. Webb just, I don't know. He saw the floor a little bit differently. Um, and he could really get to the rim. You know, I mean, you couldn't really stop that dude. Now, he is way more limited offensively than Pau Gasol, right? But the athleticism is what, you know, kicks him into overdrive from a points rebounds perspective, right? But Pau Gasol got his own, right? On his own way. And here he is at number four, Pau Gasol. So they have Pau Gasol in the top five of the best power forwards from 2000 to 2010. So, you know, at number one, I'm just going to skip, right, to get to number one. Tim Duncan's number one, no surprise. You have Kevin Garnett at number two. I have no idea why I decided to skip. I'm actually stupid for that, but whatever. Dirk Nowitzki at number three, right? So I agree with that. I have Dirk over Pau Gasol. I have Kevin Garnett over Pau Gasol. I have Tim Duncan over Pau Gasol. I just, I think that this list has it right. You know, they have they have Pau Gasol fourth on this list from 2000 to 2010. And it makes sense. You know, at this point in his career, he was a two-time champion. So I actually want to go through 
uh, Pau Gasol's wiki. And so the reason I read this, by the way, this little top 10 power forwards from, from 2000 to 2010 is because on this very website, up until 2010, they had Pau Gasol fourth under only KG, Tim Duncan, and Dirk, you know, and plenty of people would probably put some other some other of those players ahead of Powell. You know, they'll probably put him, they'll probably put C. Webb in front of Powell, and rightfully so. You know, the stats speak for themselves. The injuries are what hindered Chris Webber. So when you go look at the points totals, you're going to be like, well, Powell Gasol scored more, you know, and, and recorded more stats. Well, Powell Gasol had a longer career. You know, so he had more time to do it. Chris Webber just hindered by injuries. Um, so his career was cut short. Um, but I would put C. Webb ahead of Powell um, as an individual player. I would put, um, I would probably put, I don't know, you know, like Zach Randolph. That's one of those that, that I won't knock you for picking uh, Zach Randolph over Powell Gasol. But I want to read uh, on Wiki, right? We're just going to go to his accomplishments. Pau Gasol, okay, two-time NBA champ, obviously, back-to-back with the Lakers, six-time NBA All-Star, two-time All-NBA second team, two-time All-NBA third team, so he was All-NBA four times in his career, he won Rookie of the Year, like I said, uh, All-EuroLeague second team, three-time Liga ACB champion, didn't watch those games, obviously, but it's accomplishments overseas. Spanish Kings Cup winner in 2001. Spanish Kings Cup MVP in 2001. ACB Finals MVP in 2001, which is probably some European league. Um, FIBA Europe Player of the Year, 2008 and 2009. So it was back to back. He was Mr. Europa Player of the Year in 04 and 09. Uh, he was a four-time Euroscar Player of the Year. And it says here, FIBA World Cup MVP, FIBA World Cup top scorer. He was the two-time FIBA Eurobasket MVP and a three-time FIBA Eurobasket top scorer. 2008, they get the silver in Beijing. 2012, they get the silver in London. 2016, they get the bronze. Obviously, when he's playing for Spain in all of these. 2006, the World Cup in Japan, they get the gold for Spain. He has a gold medal in Poland for Eurobasket. He has another gold medal. Medal. This guy has such an extensive international, uh, just decorated list of awards that, he, you know, it's just like you look at the at the stats, right? Per NBA.com, his career stats, 20,894 points, 11,305 rebounds, 3,925 assists, right? His average, right? His, his, his totals, in his stats are 17 points per game, nine rebounds per game, three assists per game. So, you know, not numbers that jump out of the page at you, right? But but obviously he was someone that was the second fiddle on most of his time on the Lakers, and he was one of the rising players for the Memphis Grizzlies when he was drafted. And you know, as a Kobe fan, I have no issue admitting that he not only helped cement Kobe's career in terms of winning the chips without Shaq, but also help win back-to-back titles with the Lakers, which is a big deal in its own way. You know, he's not only one of the greatest international players of all time, if you're counting all those medals and all those accomplishments I just listed, he was also just ahead of his time, you know, and, and when I decided to to come out with this episode, I really, I, I dropped a, like, I kind of posted on the story, basically asking if, if Pau Gasol is the most underrated power forward of his timeline, right, of, of the 2000s, and I got a mixed bag 
of responses. So some people said uh, yes, right, that he is the most underrated. Other people kind of made him underrated even more with the stuff that they were telling me. You know, I got a message saying, oh, no, like, you know, his his jersey should not have been hung on the rafters. And the only reason it was hung on the rafters is because of Kobe. And, oh, Robert Ori deserves the, the jersey on the rafters more than Gasol does. And I, I'm just like, this is exactly why I have him so underrated on my list. Because he's just... I mean, like, how could you even say that Robert Ori, who averaged like seven points per game, yes, he hit big shots for the Lakers. Yes, he's big shot Bob. But he wasn't Pau Gasol, dude. Like this, Pau Gasol was the second option on a championship team that went to the finals three years in a row. He's like the number one or number two option international when he plays for Spain, winning gold medals, silver medals, bronze medals. When he's the top player in Europe multiple times, he wins rookie of the year. You know what I'm saying? Not 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 a lot of the players that you that you would put above him have won rookie of the year, you know? So I just I just think that people forget how good Pau Gasol was. I mean, this dude was single-handedly, in my opinion, with that trade to the Lakers, was what got the Lakers to that championship level. Like, if if there's no Pau Gasol in those finals, there's no championship. That's, that's how I feel about it. Now, you want to say they would have beaten the Magic anyway without Gasol? I'm not sure they get to the finals without Gasol. You know, this is a dude... And, you know, people always talk about Andrew Bynum being by his side. Andrew Bynum wasn't great in the finals, you know, I think he averaged like six points per game in the finals, in the first finals they won, and in the second finals they won, like, he, yes, he was a factor, like, he, he shoulders the load in terms of taking the, the tough center, right, sometimes, like, in those matchups against Dwight Howard, with the Celtics, and all that good stuff, you know, um, he would, yes, he would shoulder the load in terms of, I'm taking the bigger matchup, um, but Pau Gasol, was giving teams headaches night in and night out. That that pick and roll between Kobe and Powell was just insanely hard to guard. You didn't know what to do in that situation. You knew Kobe was going to be aggressive, and you knew that Powell wasn't going to be stupid about it, right? Like, Powell was very smart player in his time. You know, he had really high IQ, and he's not just watching Kobe in a pick and roll action with Kobe. He's watching everything else that's happening, everything else that's unfolding, you know, and Powell had great moves around the post. You know, how many times would I see him dunk the ball in slow motion? What it looked like? And, you know, time and time again, people say, oh, I can't believe he didn't get blocked or, you know, just silly things like that. He was just a master of of opportunity you know he took advantage of what he knew he was good at you know he could shoot the ball from mid-range he could attack the basket he had the post moves he had the footwork he had a lot of skill you know and and you want to talk about a lot of these other power forwards uh Pau Gasol is blocking shots you know he's a really good rebounder I, he could score basically everywhere on the floor except you know reliably from the three-point line but you know you talk about a, a player like like a Chris Webber for example like players a player that a lot of people put ahead of Powell um, but that's not a guy that's fully polished offensively right like yes he's he's good defensively and yes he can get buckets for himself on offense but it's not a polished game right like he couldn't shoot right free throw very sketchy you know 
definitely didn't have a jumper like that. Like, he kind of developed a jumper, but I was not going to rely on that more than I would rely on a Pau Gasol jumper, you know? And part of that is because, obviously, Pau Gasol, international player, a little more fundamentals, you know, just obviously the ability to shoot is something that you saw more commonly amongst the international players. So, you know, it's just, you know, I, I don't know where else to go with this episode. It was more of, I guess, like a rant on why I feel like Pau is just so underrated. Um, you know, I think that this is one of those power forwards that he doesn't get talked about more. I mean, he's at the 20,000 points mark, right? Like total points, uh, back-to-back titles, rookie of the year. He's got the all NBAs. He's got multiple all-star selections. Not that that matters much because, you know, that's a fan vote, but, um, you know, he has the international resume. Like this guy is complete everywhere he played. And I think that holds a lot of value. And I think we need to start mentioning him more when we talk about some of the best power forwards of all time. Now, where would I rank him all time as a power forward? To be honest with you, I don't know if he cracks. I don't even think he's top 10 all time power forwards, you know, because now you start to talk about, you know, Kevin McHale and it gets, you know, Charles Barkley and Carl Malone. And, you know, he starts to get pushed way, way back, you know. Um, but that's a different conversation. I'm not talking about the best power forwards of all time. I'm talking about he's one of the most underrated power forwards of all time, especially probably the most underrated of his time. Um, but yeah, uh, I want to also mention uh, that I have the Bam at a Bio video. The link is in the description. It's in the show notes there for you guys to check it out. It's really a breakdown on a couple of plays uh, that Bam Adebayo shows his value on for the Miami Heat night in and night out. It's a defensive analysis video. It's basically just breaking down his defensive plays. I think you guys will like that video. If you appreciate defense, if you are a Bam Adebayo or a Heat fan, I think you guys would enjoy that video. But that's going to do it for this one. This is the All Things Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Vic Lopez, as always, and I'll catch you guys on the next one.